Hello, and thank you for listening to Barely There Theater, where we present theater to you, barely. Up this week, a play. Be sure to stick around once the show is done for a quick message. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy William Shakespeare's Macbeth, adapted for the radio by Alexander Richardson, and featuring performances from Bobby Becker, Ashley Becker, Tristan Tapscott, Micah Burness, Joe Vasquez, Sarah Hayes, Jesse Moore, Cheyenne DeVos, Taylor Lynn, Doug Kutzley, and Bradley Heinrichs. Hey, you know... When shall we three meet again? In thunder, white night, or in rain. When the hurly burly's done, and the battle's lost and won, that will be ere the set of sun. Upon the heath, there to meet with Macbeth. Fair is foul, and foul is fair. Hover through the fog and filth the air. A drum. A drum. Macbeth doth come. The weird sisters, hand in hand. Hostess of the sea. Thus you go about, 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 thrice thrice down, and 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 what are these, so withered and so wild in their attire, that look not like the inhabitants of the earth, and yet are on it? Live you, or, or, or you aught that man may question? You seem to understand me. By each at once her choppy finger laying upon her skinny lips. You should be women, and yet your beards forbid me to interpret that you are so. Speak, if you can. What are you? Oh, hail Macbeth. Hail to hail thee, vein of glamis. All hail Macbeth. Hail to hail to thee, vein of Cardor. All hail Macbeth, that shalt be king hereafter. Good sir, why do you start and seem to fear things that do sound so fair? I, in the name of the truth, are you fantastical or that, indeed, which outwardly you show, my noble partner? You greet with present grace and great prediction of noble having and of royal hope. He seemed wrapped with all. To me you speak not. If you can look into the seeds of time and say which grains will grow and which will not, speak then to me, who neither beg nor fear your favors nor your hate. Hail! 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 Lesser than Macbeth and greater. Not so happy, yet much happier. Thou shalt get kings, though thou be none. So all hail Macbeth and Banquo. Banquo and Macbeth, all hail. Stay, you imperfect speakers, tell me more. I know I am Thane of Glamis. 
But how of Cawdor? The Thane of Cawdor lives. Say from whence you owe this strange intelligence, or why upon this blasted heath you stop our way with such prophetic greeting. Speak, I charge you. The earth has bubbles as the water has, and these are them. Whither are they vanished? Into the air. Were such things here as we do speak about, or are we eaten on the insane route? Your children shall be kings. You shall be king. And Thane of Condor, too. Who's here? The king hath happily received, Macbeth, the news of thy success. Everyone did bear thy praises in his kingdom's great defense, and poured them down before him. I am sent to give thee, from our royal master, thanks, only to herald thee into his sight. And for an earnest of a greatest honor, he bade me, from him, call thee Thane of Cawdor, in which addition, hail, most worthy Thane, for it is thine. What? Can the devil speak true? The Thane of Cawdor lives. Who was the Thane lives yet, but under heavy judgment bears that life which he deserves to lose. Treason's capital, confess it and prove, have overthrown him. This supernatural soliciting cannot be ill, cannot be good. If ill, why hath it given me earnest of success commencing in a truth? I am Thane of Cawdor. If good, why do I yield to that suggestion whose horrid image doth make my heart knock at my ribs? Present fears are less than horrible imaginings. Nothing is but what is not. If chance will have me king, why, chance may crown me. Come what come may, time and the hour runs through the roughest day. Morning, Macbeth, we stay upon your leisure. <clears throat> Give me your favor. My dull brain was wrought with things forgotten. Let us toward the king. Very glad. Till then, enough. Come, friend. Is execution done on Cador? I have spoke with one that saw him die, who did report that very frankly he confessed his treasons, implored your highness pardon, and set forth a deep repentance. Nothing in his life became him like believing it. He died as one that had been studied in his death, to throw away the dearest thing he owed as to a careless trifle. He was a gentleman on whom I built an absolute trust. Oh, Macbeth, with his cousin! The sin of my ingratitude even now weighs heavy on me. More as I do than more than all can pay. The service and the loyalty I owe in doing it pays itself. Your Highness's part is to receive our duties. And our duties are to your throne, and state children and servants. Come hither. I have begun to plant thee, and will labor to make thee full of growing. Noble Banquo, thou hast no less deserved, nor must be known no less to have done so. Let me enfold thee, and hold thee to my heart. There, if I grow, the harvest is your own. We will establish our estate upon our eldest, Malcolm, whom we name hereafter the Prince. But signs of nobleness like stars shall shine on all deservers, from hence to Inverness and Bindus, further to you. The rest is labor which is not used for you. I'll be myself the harbinger and make joyful the hearing of my wife with your approach. So humbly take my leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
my worthy Cado. Prince, that is a step on which I must fall down or else or leap, for in my way it lies. Stars, hide your fires. Let not light see my black and deep desires. They met me, and they have more in them than mortal knowledge. When I questioned them further, they made themselves air. Glance thou art, and Cawdor, and thou shalt be. Yet do I fear thy nature. It is too full of the milk of human kindness to catch the nearest way. Thou wouldst be great, art not without ambition, but without the illness should attend it. The raven himself is hoarse that croaks the fatal entrance of Duncan. Come, you spirits that tend on mortal thoughts, unsex me here and fill me top full of cruelty. Come to my breast and take my milk for gall, you murdering ministers. Wherever in your sightless substances you wait on nature's mischief. Come, thick night, and pall thee in the dunnest smoke of hell, that my keen knife see not the wound it makes, nor heaven peep through the blanket of dark to cry, Hold! Hold! <clears throat> Great glams, worthy Cawdor, greater than both by the all-hail hereafter! letters have transported me beyond this ignorant present, and I feel now the future in the instant. My dearest love, Duncan comes here tonight. And when goes hence? Tomorrow, as he purposes. Oh, never shall sun that morrow see. Your face, my thane, is as a book where men may read strange matters. To beguile the time, look like the time. Bear welcome in your eye, your hand, your tongue. Look like the innocent's flower, but be the serpent under it. He that's coming must be provided for, and you shall put this night's great business into my dispatch, which shall to all our nights and days to come give masterdom. We will speak further. Only look up clear. To alter favor ever is to fear. Leave all the rest to me. hostess. The love that follows us sometime is our trouble, which still we thank as love. Herein I teach you how you shall bid God yield us for your pains, and thank us for your trouble. All our service in every point, twice done and then done double, were poor and single business to contend against those honors deep and broad wherewith your majesty loathes our house. Where's the thane of Cador? Recoursed him at his heels and had a purpose to be his purveyor. But he rides well, and his great love, sharp as his spurs, hath helped him to his home before us. Fair noble hostess, we are your guests tonight. Your servants ever have theirs themselves, and what is theirs in Compt to make their audit at your highness' pleasure, still to return your own? Give me your hand. Conduct me to mine host. We love him highly, and shall continue our graces toward him. By your leave, hostess. If it were done when tis done, then twere well it were done quickly. 
He's here in double trust. First, as I am his kinsman and his subject, strong both against the deed. Then, as his host, who should against his murderer shut the door, not bear the knife myself. How now? What news? He has almost slept. Why have you left the chamber? We will proceed no further in this business. He hath honored me of late, and I have bought golden opinions from all sorts of people, which would be not cast aside so soon. Was the hope drunk wherein you dressed yourself? Hath it slept since? And wakes it now to look so green and pale at what it did so freely? From this time such I account thy love. Art thou afeard to be the same in thine own act and valor as thou art in desire? Wouldst thou live a coward in thine own esteem, letting I dare not wait upon I would? Peace! I dare do all that may become a man. Who dares do more is none. What beast was it, then, that made you break this enterprise to me? When you durst do it then, you were a man. And to be more than what you were, you would be so much more the man. Nor time nor place did then adhere, and yet you would make both. I have given suck, and know how tender tis to love the babe that milks me. I would, while it was smiling in my face, have plucked my nipple from his boneless gums, and dashed the brains out had I so sworn as you have done to this. If we should fail... We fail? But screw your courage to the sticking place, and we'll not fail. When Duncan is asleep, what cannot you and I perform upon thy unguarded Duncan? What not put upon his spongy officers who shall bear the guilt of our great quell? Will it not be received when we have marked with blood those sleepy two of his own chamber, and used their very daggers that they have done it? Who dares receive it other upon his death? I am settled. Away, and mock the time with fairest show. False face must hide what the false heart doth know. There's husbandry in heaven. Their candles are all out. A heavy summons lies like lead upon me, and yet I would not sleep. Who's there? A friend. What, sir, not yet at rest? The king's abed, he hath been in unusual pleasure. This diamond he greets your wife withal by the name of the most kind hostess, and shut up in measureless content. He gives Macbeth the jewel. Being unprepared, our will became the servant to defect, which else should free have wrought. All's well. I dreamt last night of the three weird sisters. To you they have showed some truth. I think not of them. Yet... When we can entreat an hour to serve, we would spend it in some words upon that business, if you would grant the time. At your kindest leisure. Is this a dagger which I see before me? The handle toward my hand? Come, let me clutch thee. I have thee not, and yet I see thee still. Art thou not, fatal vision, sensible to feeling as to sight? Or art thou but a dagger of the mind, a false creation? I see thee yet in a form as palpable as this which now I draw. Thou marshalst me the way that I was going, and such an instrument I was to use. Mine eyes are made the fools of the other senses, or else worth all the rest. I see thee still, and 
On thy blade is the bloody business which informs thus to mine eyes. I go, and it is done. The bell invites me. Hear it not, Duncan, for it is a knell that summons thee to heaven or to hell. That which hath made them drunk hath made me bold. What hath quenched them hath given me fire. Hark! Peace. It was the owl that shrieked, the fatal bellman which gives the sternest good night. He is about it. The doors are open and the surfeited grooms do mock their charge with snores. I have drugged their posits that death and nature do contend about them whether they live or die. Who's there? Alack, I am afraid they have awaked and tis not done. The attempt and not the deed confound us. Hark! I laid their daggers ready. He could not miss them. Had he not resembled my father as he slept, I had done it. My husband! I have done the deed. Didst thou not hear a noise? I heard the owl scream and the crickets cry. Did not you speak? When? Now. As I descended? Aye. Who lies in the second chamber? Donalbane. This is a sorry sight. A foolish thought to say a sorry sight. These deeds must not be thought after these ways, so it will make us mad. Methought I heard a voice cry, sleep no more. Macbeth does murder sleep. The innocent sleep. Sleep that knits up the raveled sleeve of care, the death of each day's life, sore labor's bath, balm of hurt minds. What do you mean? Still, it cried, sleep no more, to all the house. Glameth has murdered sleep, and therefore Cawdor shall sleep no more. Macbeth shall sleep no more. Who was it that thus cried, my worthy Thane? You do unbend your noble strength to think so brain-sickly of things. Go, get some water and wash this filthy witness from your hand, why did you bring these daggers from the place? They must lie there. Go, carry them and smear the sleepy grooms with blood. I'll go no more. I'm afraid to think what I have done. Look on again. I dare not. Give me the daggers. The sleeping and the dead are but as pictures. If he do bleed, I'll gild the faces of the grooms with all, for it must seem their guilt. Whence is that knocking? How oh, is it with me? Every noise appalls me. What hands are here? My hands are of your color, but I shame to wear a heart so white. I hear a knocking at the south entry. Retire we to our chamber. A little water clears us of this deed. How easy is it then? Get on your nightgown, lest occasion call us and show us to be watchers. Be not lost so poorly in your thoughts. To know my deed, t'were best not know myself. Wake Duncan with thy knocking! Would thou couldst. Good morrow, noble sir. Good morrow, both. Is the king stirring, worthy thing? Not yet. He did command me to call timely on him. I have almost slipped the hour. I'll bring you to him. I know this is a joyful trouble to you, but yet tis one. This is the door. I'll make me so bold to call, for tis my limited service. Goes the king hence today? He does. He did appoint so. The night has been unruly. 
where we lay, our chimneys were blown down, and as they say, lamentings heard in the air, strange screams of death, and prophesying with accents terrible of dire combustion and confused events, new hatched to the woeful time. The obscure bird clamored the live-long night. Some say the earth did shake. Twas a rough night. What's going on? What's the on? matter? Confusion now hath made his masterpiece. Most sacrilegious murder hath broke open the Lord's anointed temple and stole thence the life of their building. What is it you say? The life? Mean you his majesty? Approach the chamber and destroy your sight. Do not bid me speak. See and then speak yourselves. Awake! Awake! Ring the alarm bell. Murder and treason. Banquo. Donald Bain, Malcolm, awake! Shake off this downy sleep, death's counterfeit, and look on death itself. Up, up, up and see the great doom's image. Malcolm, Banquo, as from the graves rise up and walk like sprites to countenance this horror. Ring the bell! What's this business that such a hideous trumpet calls to parley the sleepers of this house? Speak, speak! Oh, gentle lady. Tis not for you to hear what I can speak. The repetition in a woman's ear would murder as it fell. Oh, Banquo! Banquo! Our royal master's murdered! Oh, alas, what? In our house? Too cruel anywhere. Dear Duff, I pray thee, contradict thyself and say it is not so. Had I but died an hour before this chance, I had lived a blessed time. For from this instant, there's nothing serious in mortality. All is but toys. Renown and grace is dead. What is amiss? You are, and do not note, the fountain of your blood is stopped. Your royal father's murdered. Oh, by whom? Those of his chambers, as it seemed, had done it. Their hands and faces were all badged with blood. So were their daggers, which unwiped we found upon their pillows. They stared and were distracted. No man's life was to be trusted with them. Oh, yet I do repent me of my fury that I did kill them. Wherefore did you so? Who can be wise, amazed, temperate and furious, loyal and neutral in a moment? No man. The expedition of my violent love outrun reason. Here lay Duncan his silver skin laced with his golden blood, and his gashed stabs looked like a breach in nature, the murderers, steeped in the colors of their trade, their daggers unmanneringly breached with gore. Who could refrain that had a heart to love, and in that heart courage to make's love known? Help me, hence! Look to the lady. Let us meet and question this most bloody piece of work. Fears and scruples shake us. In the great hand of God I stand, and thence against the undivulged pretense I fight of treasonous malice. And so do I. So, so, all. so all. Let's put on readiness and meet at the hall together. What will you do? Let's not consort with them. 
To show an unfelt sorrow is an office which the false man does easy. I'll to England. To Ireland I. Our separated fortune shall keep us both the safer. Where we are, there's daggers and men's smiles. The near in blood, the nearer bloody. Here comes the good Macduff. How goes the world, sir, now? Is known who did this more than bloody deed? Those that Macbeth hath slain. Malcolm and Donalbane, the king's two sons, are stolen away and fled, which puts upon them suspicion of the deed. Then tis most like the sovereignty will fall upon Macbeth. He is already named. Where is Duncan's body? Carried to Columkill, the sacred storehouse of his predecessors and guardian of their bones. Will you to scone? No, cousin. I'll to fife. Well, I will thither. Well, may you see things well done there. Adieu, lest our old robes sit easier than our new. Farewell, cousin. Thou hast it now, King, Cador, Glamis, all as the weird women promised, and I fear thou playest most foully for it. Yet it was said it should not stand in thy posterity, but that myself should be the root and the father of many kings. If there come truth from them, as upon thee, Macbeth, their speeches shine. Why, by the verities, Omni made good. May they not be oracles as well? And set me up in hope! But hush, no more. Here's our chief guest. If he had been forgotten, it had been as a gap in our great feast, and all thing unbecoming. Tonight, we hold a solemn supper, sir, and I'll request your presence. Let your highness command upon me. Ride you this afternoon? Aye, my good lord. We should have else desired your good advice, which still hath been both grave and prosperous, in this day's council, but we'll take tomorrow. Is it far you ride? As far, my lord, as will fill up the time twixt this and supper. Fail not our feast. My lord, I, I will not. We hear our bloody cousins are bestowed in England and in Ireland, not confessing their cruel parricide, filling their hearers with strange invention. But of that tomorrow, when therewithal we shall have cause of state craving us jointly. Hie you to horse. Adieu, till you return at night. Oh, Goes Fleance with you? Aye, my good lord. Our time does call upon us. I wish your horses swift and sure of foot, and so I do commend you to their backs. Farewell. To be thus is nothing, but to be safely thus. Our fears in Banquo stick deep, and in his royalty of nature reigns that which would be feared. Under him my genius is rebuked. The sisters hailed him father to a line of kings. Upon my head they placed a fruitless crown and put a barren scepter in my grip. Thence, to be wrenched with an unlineal hand, no son of mine succeeding. If to be so, for Banquo's issues have I filed my mind. For them, the gracious Duncan, have I murdered. It is concluded. Banquo, thy soul's flight, if it find heaven, must find it out tonight. How now, my lord?
Lord, why do you keep alone of sorriest fancies your companions making, using those thoughts which should indeed have died with them they think on? Things without all remedy should be without regard. What's done is done. We have scorched the snake, not killed it. She'll close and be herself whilst our poor malice remains in danger of her former tooth. But let the frame of things disjoint, both the world suffer, ere we will eat our meal in fear, and sleep in the affliction of these terrible dreams that shake us nightly. Better be with the dead, whom we, to gain our peace, have sent to peace, than on the torture of the mind to lie in restless ecstasy. Duncan is in his grave. After life's fitful fever he sleeps well. Treason has done his worst. Nothing can touch him further. Come on, gentle, my lord. Sleek o'er your rugged looks. Be bright and jovial among your guests tonight. Oh, full of scorpions is my mind. Thou knowest that Banquo in his fleance lives. But if in nature's copies not a turn. There's comfort yet. They are assailable. There shall be done a deed of dreadful note. What's to be done? Be innocent of the knowledge. Till thou applaud the deed. Light thickens, and the crow makes wing to the rooky wood. Good things of the day begin to droop and drowse, while night's black agents to their praise do rouse. Thou marvelst at my words, but hold thee still. Things bad begun make strong themselves by ill. So prithee, go with me. <laughs> Oh, treachery! Fly! Fly, good fly! 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 You know your own degrees. Sit down. At first and last, the hearty welcome. Thanks to your majesty. Ourself will mingle with society and play the humble host. Our hostess keeps her state, but in best time we will require her welcome. Pronounce it for me, sir. To all our friends, for my heart speaks, they are welcome. See, they encounter thee with their heart's thanks. Both sides are even. Here I'll sit in the mist, be large in mirth. Anon, we'll drink a measure the table round. There's blood upon thy face. Tis Banquo's, then. Tis better thee without than he within. Is he dispatched? His throat is cut. Thou art the best of the cutthroats. Yet he's good that did the like for Fleance. If thou didst it, thou art the non-pari. <clears throat> Most royal, sir. Fleance is escaped. But Banquo's safe? Aye, my good lord. Safe in a ditch he bides, with twenty trenched gashes on his head, the least a death to nature. Thanks for that. There the grown serpent lies. The worm that's fled hath nature that in time will venom breed, no teeth for the present. Get thee gone. Tomorrow we'll hear ourselves again. My royal lord, you do not give the cheer. The feast is sold that is not... Often vouch while tis a making, tis given with welcome. To feed were best at home from thence, the sauce to meet is ceremony. Meeting were bare without it. Sweet remembrancer, 
Now, good digestion, weight on appetite, and health on both. May it please your highness, sit. Here had we now our country's honor roofed, where the graced person of our Banquo present, who may I rather challenge for unkindness than pity for mischance. His absence, sir, lays blame upon his promise. Please your highness to grace us with your royal company. The table's full. Here is a place reserved, sir. Where? Here, my good lord. What is it that moves? Which of you have done this? What? 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 My, my good lord. lord. Thou canst not say I did it. Never shake thy gory locks at me. Gentlemen, rise. His highness is not well. Sit, worthy friends. My lord is often thus and hath been from his youth. Pray you, keep seat. The fit is momentary. Upon a thought, he will again be well. If much you note him, you shall offend him and extend his passion. Feed and regard him not. <laughs> Are you a man? I, and a bold one that dare look on that which might appall the devil. Oh, proper stuff. This is the very painting of your fear. This is the air-drawn dagger which you said led you to Duncan. Oh, these flaws and starts, impostors to true fear, would well become a woman's story at a winter's fire authorized by her grand dame. Shame itself. Why do you make such faces? When all's done, you look but on a stool. Pretty, see there. Behold, look. Lo, how say you? Why, what care I, if thou canst not speak to? If our graves must send those that we bury back, our monuments shall be the maws of kites. What? Quite unmanned in folly. If I stand here, I saw him. Fly for shame. Blood hath been shed. The time has been that when the brains were out, the man would die, and there an end. But now they rise again with twenty mortal murders on their crowns and push us from our stools. This is more strange than such a murder is. My worthy lord, your noble friends do lack you. I do forget. Do not muse at me, my most worthy friends. I have a strange infirmity, which is nothing to those that know me. Come, love and health to all. Then I'll sit down. Give me some wine. Fill full. I drink to the general joy of the whole table, and to our dear friend Banquo, whom we miss. Would he were here. To all, and him we thirst, and all to all. Our duties and the pledge. Avaunt, and quit my sight! Let the earth hide thee, thy bones are marrowless, thy blood is cold! Thou hast no speculation in those eyes, which thou dost glare with! Uh, think of this, good peers, but as a thing of custom. Tis no other, only it spoils the pleasure of the time. What man dare I dare? Approach thou like the rugged Russian bear, the armed rhinoceros, or the hurricane tiger. Take any shape but that! And my firm nerve shall never tremble. Hence, horrible shadow. Unreal mockery. Hence! Why so? Being gone, I am a man again. Pray you, sit still. You have displaced the mirth. Broke the good meeting with the most admired disorder. Can such things be, and overcome us like a summer's cloud, without our special wonder? You make me strange even to the disposition that I owe, when now I think you can behold such sights and keep the natural ruby of your cheeks. 
when mine is blanched with fear. What sights, my lord? I pray you speak not. He grows worse and worse. Question enrages him. At once, good night. Stand, not upon the order of your going, but go, at once. Good night, and better health attend his majesty. A kind good night to all. <laughs> it will have blood, they say. Blood will have blood. Stones have been known to move, and trees to speak. What is the night? Almost at odds with the morning, which is which. How sayest thou that Macduff denies his person at our great bidding? Did you send him, sir? I hear it, by the way, but I will send. I will tomorrow to the weird sisters. More shall they speak, for now I am bent to know by the worst means the worst. For mine own good, all causes shall give way. I am in blood stepped in so far that, should I wade no more, strange things I have in head that will to hand, which must be acted ere may they be scanned. You lack the season of all natures. Sleep. Come, we'll to sleep. My strange and self-abuse is the initiate fear that wants hard use. We are yet but young indeed. Thrice the branded cat hath mewed. Thrice and once the hedge pig and once the hedge pig Harpier cries, tis time, tis time. Round about the cauldron go. In the poisoned entrails throw. Toad that under cold stone. Days and nights thirty one. Swell swell to venom and sleeping got. Boil thou, boil thou, thirst in the charm. Double the toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. Fillet of a penny's In the cauldron boil and bake. Eye of newt and toe of frog. Wool of bat and tongue of dog. Adder's fork and blind worm's sting. Lizard's leg and howlet's wing. For a charm of powerful trouble, like a hell rock, boil and bubble. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. Fear of birth strangles day. Ditch delivered by Ditch a delivered by a Make the ghoul thick and slack. And there too a tiger's chardron for the ingredients of our cauldron. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Open locks, whoever knocks. How now, you secret black and midnight hags? What is you do? A deed without a name. I conjure you by that which you profess, however you come to know it. Answer me! Demand. Demand. Demand, sir. 
See if we hadst rather hear it from our mouths or from our masters. Call him. Let me see him. Poor Inso's blood that hath eaten. Her nine pharaoh grease that sweeten. From the murderer's gibbet's throw into the flame. Come high and low, thyself and office definition. Tell me, thou unknown power. He knows thy thoughts. Hear his speech, but say thou not. Macbeth, 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 beware Macduff, beware the fate of Fife. Dismiss me, enough. Whate'er thou art, for thy good caution, thanks. Thou hast harped my fear aright. But one word more. He not be commanded. Here is another. More potent than the first. Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth. Had I three ears, I'd hear thee. Be bloody, bold, and resolute. Laugh to scorn the power of man, for none of woman born shall harm Macbeth. Then live, Macduff. What need I fear of thee? But yet I'll make assurance double sure and take a bond of fate. Thou shalt not live that I may tell pale-hearted fear it lies, and sleep in spite of thunder. What's this, that rises like the issue of a king, and wears upon his brow the round and top of sovereignty? Listen, but speak me not to it. Be lion-mettled, proud, and take no care, who chafes, who frets, or where conspirers are. Macbeth shall never vanquished be, until great Burnham would, to high Dunsinane Hill shall come against him. That will never be. Who can impress the forest, bid the trees unfix his earthbound root? Sweet bodements, good! Rebellious dead, rise never till the wood of Burnham rise, and our high-placed Macbeth shall live the lease of nature, pay his breath to time and mortal custom. Yet my heart throbs to know one thing, Tell me, if your art can tell so much, shall Banquo's issue ever reign in this kingdom? Seek to know no more. I will be satisfied. Did I me this and an eternal curse fall on you? Let me know. Why sinks that cauldron? And what noise is this? Show. 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 Show his eyes and grieve his heart. Come like shadows, so depart. Thou art too like the spirit of Banquo. Down! Thy crown does sear mine eyeballs, and thy hair. Thou other gold-bound brow is like the first. A third is like the former. Filthy hags, why do you show me this? A fourth? Start, eyes. What, will the line stretch out to the crack of doom? Another yet? A seventh? I'll see no more. And yet, the eighth appears. Who bears a glass which shows me many more, and some I see that twofold balls and treble scepters carry. Horrible sight! Now I see tis true, for the blood boltered Banquo smiles upon me and points at them for his. What? Is this so? Aye, sir. All this is so. But why stands Macbeth thus amazedly? Come, sister. Cheer we up his sprites, and show the best of our delights. 
I'll charm the air and give a sound while you perform your antic round. But this great king may kindly sing. Our duties did his welcome pay. Where are they? Gone? Let this pernicious hour stand I accursed in the calendar. Come in, without there. What's your grace's will? Saw you the weird sisters? No, my lord. Came they not by you? No, indeed, my lord. Infected be the air whereon they ride, and damned all those that trust them. I did hear the galloping of horse. Who was came by? Tis three, my lord, that bring you word. Macduff is fled to England. Fled to England? Aye, my good lord. Time, thou anticipates my dread exploits. The flighty purpose never is o'ertook, unless the deed go with it. From this moment, the very firstlings of my heart shall be the firstlings of my hand. And even now, to crown my thoughts with acts, be it thought and done. The castle of Macduff I will surprise, seize upon Fife, give to the edge of the sword his wife, his babes, and all unfortunate souls that trace him in his line. No boasting like a fool. This deed I'll do before this purpose cool. But no more sights. Where are these gentlemen? Come, bring me where they are. What are these faces? Where's your husband? I hope in no place so unsanctified where such as thou mayst find him. He's a traitor. Thou liest, thou shaggered villain. What? You egg. Mother, run! Murder! 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 Let us seek out some desolate shade and there weep our sad bosoms empty. Let us rather hold fast the mortal sword and like good men bestride our downfalls birthdom. Each new morn, new widows howl, new orphans cry, new sorrows strike heaven on the face. This tyrant, whose sole name blisters our tongues, was once thought honest. You have loved him well. He hath not touched you yet. I am young, but something you may deserve of him through me, and wisdom to offer up a weak, poor, innocent lamb to appease an angry god. I am not treacherous. But Macbeth is. A good and virtuous nature may recoil in an imperial charge. But I shall crave your pardon. That which you are, my thoughts cannot transpose. Angels are bright still, though the brightest fell. Though all things foul would wear the brows of grace, yet grace must still look so. I have lost my hopes. Perchance even there where I did find my doubts. Why in that rawness left you wife and child, those precious motives, those strong knots of love, without leave-taking? You may be rightly just, whatever I shall think. See who comes here. My ever-gentle cousin. Welcome hither! Stand Scotland where it did! Alas, poor country, almost afraid to know itself. It cannot be called our mother, but our grave, where nothing but who knows nothing is once seen to smile. Where sighs and groans and shrieks that rent the air are made, not marked. 
Where violent sorrow seems a modern ecstasy, the dead man's knell is there. What's the newest grief? How ghost. Now is the time of help. Your eye in Scotland would create soldiers, make our women fight to doff their dire distresses. Beats their comfort, we are coming thither. Gracious England hath lent us good seward and ten thousand men. Would I could answer this comfort with the like. But I have words that would be howled out in the desert air where hearing should not latch them. What concern they? The general cause? Or is it grief due to some single breast? No, mine that's honest, but in it shares some woe, though the main part pertains to you alone. If it be mine, keep it not from me. Quickly, let me have it. Let not your ears despise my tongue forever, which shall possess them with the heaviest sound that ever yet they heard. Your castle is surprised, your wife and babes savagely slaughtered. To relate the manner whereon the quarry of these murdered dear to add the death of you. Give sorrow words. My children, too? Wife, children, servants, all that could be found. And I must be from thence? My wife killed, too? I have said, be comforted. Let's make us medicines of our great revenge to cure this deadly grief. He has no children! All my pretty ones. Did you say all? All? Dispute it like a man. I shall do so. But I must also feel it as a man. I cannot remember what such things were that were most precious to me. Did heaven look on and would not take their part? Sinful Macduff, they were all struck for thee. Not that I am. Not for their own demerits, but for mine! Fell slaughter on their souls! Heaven rest them now. Be this the whetstone of your sword. Let grief convert to anger. Blunt not the heart. Enrage it. Gentle heavens! Cut short all intermission! Front to front! Bring now this fiend of Scotland and myself! Within my sword's length set him! If he scape... Heaven forgive him, too. Come, go we to the king. Our power is ready. Our lack is nothing but our leave. Macbeth is ripe for shaking. And the powers above put on their instruments. Receive what cheer you may. The night is long that never finds the day. I have two nights watched with you, but can perceive no truth in your report. When was it she last walked? Since his majesty went into the field, I have seen her rise from her bed, throw her nightgown upon her, unlock her closet, take forth paper, fold it, write upon it, read it, afterwards seal it, and again return to bed. Yet all this while in a most fast sleep. A great perturbation in nature to receive at once the benefits of sleep and do the effects of watching. In this slumbery agitation, besides her walking and other actual performances, what at any time have you heard her say? That, sir, which I will not report after her. You may to me, and his most meet you should. Neither to you nor anyone, having no witness to confirm my speech. 
Lo you, here she comes. This is her very guise, and upon my life, fast asleep. Observe her, stand close. How came she by that light? Why, it stood by her. She has light by her continually. Tis her command. You see, her eyes are open. Aye, but their sense are shut. What is it she does now? Look how she rubs her hands. Out, damned spot, out, I say. One, two. Why then, tis time to do it. Hell is murky. Fie, my lord, fie, a soldier and a feared. What need we fear? Who knows it? When none can call our power to account. Yet, who would have thought the old man to have had so much blood, blood in him? The fane of Fife had a wife. Where is she now? What? Will these hands ne'er be clean? No more of that, my lord, no more of that. You mar all with this starting. Go to, go to, you, you have known what you should not. She has spoke of what she should not, I am sure of that. Heaven knows what she has known. Here is the smell of the blood still. All the perfumes of Arabia will not sweeten this little hand. Oh, oh, oh! This disease is beyond my practice. Yet I have known those which have walked in their sleep, who have died holily in their beds. Wash your hands, put on your nightgown, look not so pale, I tell you, yet again. Yet again, Banquo's buried. He cannot come out on his grave. To bed, to bed. There's knocking at the gate. Give me your hand. What's done cannot be undone. To bed, to bed, to bed. Will she go now to bed? Directly. Foul whisperings are abroad. Unnatural deeds do breed unnatural troubles. Infected minds to their death pillows will discharge their secrets. More needs she the divine than the physician. God, God forgive us all. Look after her. Good night, good doctor. Bring me no more reports. Let them fly all. Till Burnham Wood removed to Dunsinane, I cannot taint with fear. What's the boy Malcolm? Was he not born of woman? The spirits that know all mortal consequences have pronounced me thus. Fear not, Macbeth. No man that's born of woman shall e'er have power upon thee. Then fly, false thanes, and mingle with the English epicures. The mind I sway by and the heart I bear shall never sag with doubt nor shake with fear. How does your patient, doctor? Not so sick, lord, as she is troubled with thick-coming fancies that keep her from her rest. Cure her of that. Canst thou not minister to a mind diseased? Pluck from the memory a rooted sorrow? Raise out the written troubles of the brain, and with some sweet oblivious antidote, cleanse the stuffed bosom of that perilous stuff which weighs upon the heart? Therein the patient must minister to himself. Throw physic to the dogs! I'm none of it. Come, put mine armor on. Give me my staff. Doctor, 
the thanes fly from me. Come, sir, dispatch. If thou couldst, doctor, cast the water of my land, find her disease, and purge it to a sound and pristine health, I would applaud thee to the very echo that should applaud again. Aye, my good lord, your royal preparation makes us hear something. Bring it after me. I will not be afraid of death and bane till Burnham Forest come to Dunsinane. Hang our banners on the outward walls. The cry is still, they come. Our castle strength will laugh a siege to scorn. Here let them lie till famine eat them up. What is that noise? It is the cry of women, my good lord. I have almost forgot the taste of fears. The time has been my senses would have cooled to hear a night shriek, and my fell of hair would at a dismal treatise rouse and stir as life were in it. I have supped full with horrors, direness, familiar to my slaughterous thoughts, cannot once start me. Wherefore was that cry? The queen, my lord. She should have died hereafter. There would have been a time for such a word. Tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle! Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Thou comes to use thy tongue, thy story quickly. Gracious, my lord, I should report that which I say I saw, but know not how to do it. Well, say, sir. As I did stand my watch upon the hill, I, I looked towards Burnham, and anon me thought, the wood began to move. Liar! Within this three mile may you see it coming, I say, a moving grove. If thou speakest false, upon the next tree shall thou hang alive till famine cling thee. If thy speech be sooth, I care not if thou dost for me as much. I pull in resolution and begin to doubt the equivocation of the fiend that lies the truth. Fear not, till Burnham Wood do come to Dunsinane, and now a wood comes toward Dunsinane. Arm! Arm! And out! If this which he avouches does appear, there is nor flying hence, nor tarrying here. I gin to be aweary of the sun, and wish the estate of the world were now undone. Ring the alarm bell, blow wind, come rack, at least we'll die with harness on our back. They have tied me to a stake. I cannot fly, but bear-like I must fight. What's he that was not born of woman? Such a one am I to fear, or none. What is thy name? Thou'lt be afraid to hear it. 
No. Though thou call'st thyself a hotter name than any is in hell. My name's Macbeth. The devil himself could not pronounce a title more hateful to mine ear. No, nor more fearful. Thou liest, abhorred tyrant. With my sword, I'll prove the lie that thou speakest. Thou wast born of woman, but swords I smile at, weapons laugh to scorn, brandished by man that's of a woman born. Why should I play the Roman fool and die on mine own sword, whilst I see lives? The gashes do better upon them. Turn, hellhound. Turn! Of all men else I have avoided thee, but get thee back. My soul is too much charged with blood of thine already. I have no words. My voice is in my sword. Thou bloodier villain than terms can give thee out. Thou losest labor. As easy mayst thou the intrenchant air with thy keen sword impress as make me bleed. Let fall thy blade on vulnerable crests. I bear a charmed life which must not yield to one of woman born. Despair thy charm. And let the angel whom thou still hast severed tell thee Macduff was from his mother's womb untimely ripped. Accursed be that tongue that tells me so, for it hath cowed my better part of man. I'll not fight with thee. Then yield thee, coward, and live to be the show and gaze o' the time. We'll have thee, as our rarer monsters are painted upon a pole and underwrit. Here may you see the tyrant. I will not yield to kiss the ground before young Malcolm's feet, and to be baited with the rabble's curse. Though Burnham would be come to Dunsinane, and thou opposed, being of no woman born, yet I will try the last. Lay on, Macduff, and damned be him that first cries, Hold! Enough! I would the friends we miss were safe arrived. Your son, my lord, has paid a soldier's debt. He only lived but till he was a man, the which no sooner had his prowess confirmed in the unshrinking station where he fought, but like a man he died. Your cause of sorrow must not be measured by his worth, for then it hath no end. He's worth more sorrow, and that I'll spend for him. Hail, King! For so thou art. Behold where stands the usurper's cursed head. The time is free. I see thee compassed with thy kingdom's pearl, that speak my salutation in their minds, whose voices I desire aloud with mine. Hail, King of Scotland! Hail, King, King of Scotland! Scotland! Hail, King of Scotland! Hail, King of Scotland! We shall not spend a large expense of time before we reckon with your several loves and make us even with you. My thanes and kinsmen, henceforth be earls, the first that ever Scotland in such an honor named. 
What's more to do, which would be planted newly with the time, as calling home our exiled friends abroad that fled the snares of watchful tyranny, producing forth the cruel ministers of this dead butcher and his fiend-like queen. By the grace of grace, we will perform in measure, time, and place. So thanks to all at once, and to each one, whom we invite to see us crowned at Scone. Thank you for listening to this month's play. The goal of Barely There Theater is to create plays and entertainment for people free of charge, anywhere they want, anytime they want. Subscribe to us for mostly weekly updates with new audio plays, rehearsals, and whatever else might come up. We do ask that if you liked what you just listened to, consider donating to us at our website, BarelyThereTheater.com. And if you're in a position where you can't afford to donate, that's okay too. Consider passing this episode along to someone who you think will enjoy it. Get a hold of us at our email address, feedback at BarelyThereTheater.com, or leave a comment below if you're listening on YouTube. Tune in in the upcoming weeks for a behind-the-scenes look at the rehearsal process of the play you just listened to, where you can hear the growth, bloopers, and whatever tangents we may spiral off into. Once again, thanks for listening to Barely There Theater.